This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and you listeners can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and get a free bonus Star Wars item worth 20 bucks. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, brought to you by Nuts and Gum Together at Last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am your host, Bob Mackey, the jerky podcaster for jerks, and this is the <laughs> Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration uh, of The Simpsons. Who is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and there are too many leaves in your walkway. And uh, Chris Pillswiper Antista, and special guest. Special guest. My name's Diana Goodman, but you can call me... Yes, we, we normally have a no girls policy on our on our show. I don't know what phallocentric means, but no girls. <laughs> That's a I'm I'm previewing quotes now. But we had to break our girl band for this episode. Ah. And no, it's it a has good one. been on Yay. before. Long yes. time yeah. listeners will remember from the Krusty the Clown yeah. uh, Judaism. She was our Judaism token, expert. I'm the token Jew now. I'm the token woman. Women and Judaism, the only thing Diana cares about. So it's been one year, but actually two seasons of Talking Simpsons. Uh, so you were Diana there. Has not been gone for it. Then you were there to represent all Jews. Now you're here to represent all women. Yes, so. all women. Yes. So this episode is all about Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. <laughs> and uh, today's episode aired on February 17th, 1994. And Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh the modern rock music chart just has a bunch of M's in the title. Uh, the Winter Olympics trample home improvement in the television ratings, and Wayne Computer's H- uh, HQ is sold, marking the end of the remaining relevance of Martin's T-shirt. This song really lived on through the Weird Al parody. It really did. Uh, one of the events uh, in which... Which is, is way less timeless. That's true. But one of the events in that parody he talks about will be a parodied on the Simpsons episode in next year, Bart vs. Australia. Well, also he references the things that happened in the Winter Olympics of 19. 19- Yep. I tried not to mention Harding and Kerrigan. It was a, it was a very ribald Weird Al song. He's yeah, like, and she cut off his wiener. <laughs> you never, I never heard things about wiener on a on a Weird Al song. It's hard to get around that aspect of the story. Well, he did call it Mr. Happy at one point, which is, was new, new terminology to me. I've never heard but that. But Wayne Computers this close after we did uh, the Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, it's gone. And, uh, you know, the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. killed the critic, or it didn't exactly kill the critic. It was on enough on ABC, but mm-hmm. they ran a new episode, the debutante ball episode against the Nancy Kerrigan and the Tanya Harding were that performing. episode of The Critic has lost. the dirtiest joke I have ever heard on network <laughs> television. Uh, not oh, the gloves. Not you the want to yeah. wear white? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, except for the gloves. Wow, really? Yeah. This is a teenager. They got away Ooh. with it before Home Improvements. Yeah, that's what they yeah. call heavy petting back then. Right? Mm. So this this episode is an Oakley and Weinstein joint, oh, and yeah. it is very of their uh, personality in which mm. there's a lot of Abe Simpson and also a lot of exploring a part of the universe that had remained unexplored until now, which is Malibu huh. Stacy. Yeah. And also highly liberal, the feminist episode. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I, I mean, the second you guys started this show... Uh, I started threatening you, and thank you for not pressing. The charges. letters have stopped coming, so I think we're you safe did. now. You were constant. You were always reminding me that you wanted yeah. to be on this episode. I had to be on this episode because it is my favorite, hands down. No competition. Don't even have to think about it. And then I watched it again and started thinking about why, and I realized, oh, it's 
everything that I am. It's about being old and crotchety <laughs> and being a feminist, banging your head against the system and failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Diana still doesn't know what smells like mustard in here. No. Uh, it it's is always me. This is <laughs> one of my all-time favorite ones. I forgot how much I loved it until talking about yeah, it with Brett really of like, oh, you remember that amazing line? That's in this one. Oh, that yeah. amazing line too. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is like every other line is a killer joke. There we... is no downtime in this episode. I spent more time editing the clips I took than uh, capturing them. We are twenty at twenty six. I I am going to try and avoid wow. playing all of them because just as a testament to the show, the show itself, like it's really funny. And the only time really funny gags I didn't get were visual. Which hey, it's nice when a cartoon can do something visual. Yeah, and uh, in, in this episode, I think it starts. It's starting the trend of a completely unrelated yeah. event, and yeah. it, it kind of moves into the main plot in a strange way. But we do get. The Pretty kind quickly, of, at least. Is this oh. the first taste of Matlock we're getting on The Simpsons? No. Okay. In, like in Whacking Day, Grandpa oh, says, yeah. oh, he'll get the thing culprit. I like is Matlock. And then he's like, oh, it's on right now. And oh, leaves. and uh, in the uh, Cape in, Fear, in he Home of the Vigilante, he's like, we'll get Matlock. He'll catch the culprit. Or is yeah. that in Cape no, Fear? No, that's in Cape okay, Fear. Yeah. Matlock Freeway is still a glimmer in the writer's eyes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it replaced the Michael Jackson Expressway. Which, by the, do we... I here, mean, they here. always, they disliked Matlock because it was on against them on Thursday night. And here's the opening of the show. Uh, welcome to the new Springfield Center for Geriatric Medicine. You know, health care for the aging is an important priority. In this- Get to Madlock! Madlock! <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> without further ado, <laughs> I give you the man who puts young people behind bars where, where they, they belong. belong. TV's <laughs> Madlock. <laughs> So I didn't know that Matlock theme song would become... I, I love it now. It's amazing. It's, it's so like, sweaty and sleazy. Yeah, the most oompa New Orleans music <laughs> yeah. you've ever heard. Uh, a bit unfair to Andy Griffith. He was not this feeble. He didn't yet. die for another 20 years. Yeah, he was like, just gray. I guess in the movie Spy Hard, he was always sitting. But uh, and I had a revelation that I yeah. can't remember, but just that like Matlock was a phenomenon we didn't really understand. That's mm. uh, just not for what, like a... How old are you, 10 or it something? It wasn't, this time? but like, I don't know how to phrase the revelation well. I tried to write it down. That TV was young enough to where, like, one of its first big stars got old and the audience got old with it. Literally, mm. if you were born in the beginning of television, yeah, that's true. by the time Matlock is airing, you're still alive. It, like, it's crazy. Like, and they got to follow, like, that's why it was so huge. There's nothing, I don't think there's a show bigger than the Andy Griffith show. I, and I'm not a fan. Maybe, part, maybe no, I, I Love I'm, Lucy. I love I just see it. Yeah. Like, it's on TV today. Yeah. Like, I can, I can find it right now. Yeah. And it's black and white. And for some reason, it's still allowed to be on television. And so, like, that, the generation followed him into Matlock after, like, eight seasons of this incredibly successful show, this great film career. I just saw Face in the Crowd really Oh, so never good. been more yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's that versus Network for things that aren't satire anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. But yeah. it's really funny how they never say Andy Griffith. They, they just never say, say Matlock. Matlock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they make him look so old. And I. It makes me it, think they got a Matlock impersonator and not not actually Andy Griffith. Well, remember that arrest? Really say anything? Twenty years no. later, there's an Arrested Development episode about like we assure you, him. we're not making fun of Andy Griffith. We uh, would never yeah. do that because he yeah. thought. They were making fun of him, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't appear on Arrested Development Aww. with his fellow, ha- like, well, Ron Howard. Yeah, but uh, it, which is so sad, because, like, Andy Griffith was the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. I When he dressed up as Opie again to endorse Obama, yeah. wasn't uh, yeah. it? was Andy in the video. Was yeah. on that yeah. In That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. And but... Ed O'Neill was playing, like, Al Bundy endorsing, endorsing <laughs> right. Obama. And, and but none of us... let's vote for McCain. <laughs> I don't know that any of us have ever seen a second of this show. 
And it, what, Matlock? It, it's, I've seen a few. It's, yeah, difficult, it. it's difficult to describe how popular it's it was. It's a bit like a Perry Mason-ish show, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's a lawyer in show. I what, like it's, how... a, it's a mystery, and then it ends in court. 200 and then you find episodes. out who didn't. It's probably wearing a white seersucker suit yeah. at the time. And He's always dressed like Tom Wolfe. I, I know, know being fancy lawyer. 200 <laughs> episodes, multiple movies. It technically has an old people CBS universe that involves mm. diagnosis oh, murder. Yeah. Yes. And murder <laughs> she wrote. And, and, uh, and Dick Van Dyke's still with us. Well, oh boy, I hope so. It's turned 90 recently. But he was I'm going to edit out that word. Ah. Just, <laughs> the Talking Simpsons curse strikes Which one? again. What, was it Dick or Dyke? We Which one did I mean? You know what? We couldn't kill Henry Kissinger. I'm really mad at that. We yeah. joked about, like, could, we're, could our curse kill Henry Kissinger? People are going to love me talking about this. Our powers are so arbitrary. Um, that, I'm sorry, Gordy Howe. It's, it's mean <laughs> that he's got double canes, too. That's yeah. Yeah. So did you guys notice hmm. the return of two characters on screen behind uh, Hibbert that oh. I'm certain were just reused stock bodies, but yeah. Hans and Fritz... Well, that's just John and Frank. It, oh. Both of the Z Germans businessmen oh. are sitting behind Hibbert on the on the dais for the opening of the new senior medical. I missed place. that. So, maybe maybe they're backing that instead of the power plant. Now they have yeah. a new investment. Yeah, I mean, healthcare is a booming business, baby. You make a lot of money on that. But yeah, that's Especially on seniors. Uh, but Lots so there they are, and then everyone tears apart Matlock in kind of a funny oh. parody. Oh no! Of, but first, uh, first they sing "We Love You, Matlock." Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. As similar to the song from Bye Bye Birdie. <gasps> You're yeah. right. Was it yeah. Con- Conrad? Or yeah. Con- yeah. I love you, Conrad. Or Except you more geriatrically. Yeah, I love you, Matt. <laughs> and they tear him apart, steal his heart medication. <laughs> Though that, that bit of Gabe having his hand on his shoulder the whole time, it blows it immediately. Like, as somebody who just stares at their character designs all the time, like, why is his arm on his shoulder? I I see it already. Oh, I kind of I kind of forgot about that joke because it just seemed like he was wearing a coat for no reason. Yeah, it was just to reveal that his hand was the clammy hand on his shoulder. But I, I think <laughs> so. What kicks us this uh, episode off is uh, Abe sees how old Andy Griffith is, and yeah. he's like, he's a he's a tired old freak. I, I think that's what the quote is. He's a tired old freak. <laughs> he is made to look so. Google Matlock right now and look at the image search. It's just a man with gray hair. He <laughs> yeah. looks fine, and so that encourages Abe to give away his inheritance. Uh, before he dies because Andy Griffith made him think of mortality. I'm glad Diana's here for this. As you may know, I might not be around much longer. So I've decided to give you your inheritance before I die. That way I can see you enjoy it. Lisa, I know you like reading and so forth. (laughs) To you, I give you my lifetime of personal correspondence. Thanks. Mr. Simpson, stop. Your constant letters are becoming a nuisance. Stop. If you do not cease, I will be forced to pursue legal action. Stop. Signed, Boris Karloff, Hollywood, California. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay, so why is he bothering Boris Karloff? I don't get that. It's really difficult to get the context of Boris Karloff. Because even when I say it to people like you, no shit, Mm. Frankenstein. That launched his career. He had a massive career after that. And I can't tell you any more Boris Karloff's movies. And Diana is here, and maybe she can. Like, sure. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But he was a huge star. Did he um, meet Abbott and Costello at any point? No, that was Glenn Strange. Oh, okay. No. Glenn Strange is Frankenstein. I, I just, I guess, I just took that as somebody else. He just bothered him yeah. before yeah. he was a crank. It's like, why, why, crank. why is there to? What is there to bother Boris Karloff about? Mm. What, I mean, what does he have to say? But that's what I don't know because, like, when I watch these dumb Universal monster documentaries, he was the only one who took this as a launching pad into a legitimate, successful career. Whereas. 
everybody else kind of chased the glory of mm. this, you know, mm. the Cheneys well, and the Lugosi's. I think part of what explains this is that Oakley and Weinstein are huge fans of the show before yeah. they started writing, and one of Grandpa's like initial traits was writing, writing angry letters, letters to Fuck. to entities and people. Yeah. So, well, he's I an think, old person; it's what they do. Yeah, but apparently he was doing this. Uh, I'm guessing in the 40s or do. 50s on, in comment sections. And yeah, <laughs> it's true. Only old people before had the time to write letters to people that letters would... to the editor, man. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. So uh, Grandpa gives away his correspondence to Lisa and to Homer and the rest of the family a box of silver dollars, but in the shot there is a collection of pipes we never hear about. That. So yeah. I, I'm guessing like maybe Bart got that or something and there was a joke about Bart smoking. But I'm just wondering what, what the joke was with the four pipes we see. I do associate pipes with grandpas. My grandpa smoked a pipe. Oh yeah, and he didn't live long. Yeah, they look cool. I, yeah, my grandpa, well, it was fried foods and overweightness that got my grandpa at 75. Not, not pipes, but so the Liberty had silver dollars. I'll look yep. this up. Me too. As, okay, well, let's see. <laughs> let's compare our research here. All right, so... Yeah, the Liberty had uh, silver dollars that he caught because uh, Rockefeller threw him from a Zeppelin. That's right. Um, <laughs> there actually were not full dollars. There were half dollars. Ah. Um, and they're now worth, depending on condition, between 10 and $900 each. Mm. Um, and it's so stupid that they take them all and they just go spend them at face it's value. It's great. It's great. He's like, I, yeah. have dollar, I have dollars yeah, each one is worth a dollar, but mm. just the silver content melted down is worth $19. Wow. <laughs> but I, I still thought it was bizarre. That is our path to the episode. <laughs> That's how we get to the episode. Is yes. cashing in grandfather's inheritance that he gives them before he dies. Yeah. Uh, no, so what I also because of Matlock and they don't, they don't really buy that much with that money. It didn't well, seem like no. to be that much money. Maybe like eighty dollars or something. So what I found out about Liberty Head Silver Dollars too is that Grandpa says these were mint. It's nineteen eighteen and mm-hmm. mint silver dollars. Now, according to my research, nineteen twenty one was the closest year that silver dollars were minted, or mm. these Liberty Head Silver Dollars were minted. Mm. Before that, they were nineteen oh four. So if we're to take this as 1921 values, mm-hmm. according to it, a little over $30 on eBay for a 1921 <laughs> uh, Silver Morgan, also as they're known wow. as. So yeah. if there's $60 in there, then that's uh, if there are 60 of those in there, then they have thousands and thousands of dollars they could be spending. But technically, they are U.S. currency, so you can you spend can them anywhere spend them. at face value, yes, yeah. and which they choose to do. <laughs> but then they put on their jackets where they immediately take off to go in the car. Like, though I like, yeah. I just like that he turns to see them walking away. Like, where are you going? Like, he's yep. just telling yeah. his long I mean, just grandpa out. story. And, and then it turns into some of Grandpa's greatest hits. Yeah, I mean, they're oh, really, they're really the dipping into the last exit to Springfield well with this, but it's a good well to revisit, uh, especially in this episode. We get some new long meandering stories that go, that go nowhere. Oakley and Weinstein love yes. those stories. There's, there's so many great lines and in this. this takes them from their home to their vehicle to the mo- this is just it's all literally how they get there as grandpa back in those days rich men would ride around in zeppelins dropping coins on people and one day i seen jd rockefeller flying by so i run out of the house with a big wash tub and where you going and we'd love to stay here and listen to your amusing antidotes but we have to take these coins to the mall and spend them Anyway, about my wash tub. I just used it that morning to wash my turkey, which in those days was known as a walking bird. We'd always have walking bird on Thanksgiving with all the trimmings, cranberries, engine eyes, and yam stuffed with gunpowder. Then we'd all watch football 
which in those days was called baseball. It's I really so want to know how you make engine eyes. Yeah, I wonder. I didn't look that one up. But I mean, I grew up in the Midwest eating food with somewhat racist names. Like, um, has anyone ever heard of Chinese pie? No. It's basically you throw everything that's a leftover into a casserole dish and cook it because it's so wacky, like Chinese. Oh, Who can make sense of that language? Chinese people. Yeah. yeah. And their weird fire drills. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, God, I love that itch in those days was called baseball. baseball. Yeah. So great. And the walking bird. We, I got to call yeah. Turkey walking bird from now on. That, that was peak grandpa crankiness of just oh, yeah. that you can have grandpa say anything. Yeah, and basically. Works, that he is yeah. a machine for, for non sequiturs. And then we head to the toy store. And Beautiful. as a kid who owned many toys as uh, in the early 90s and late 80s, I loved seeing all these really good observational stuff about toys. Yeah, like, and, and yeah. Homer being the first old man geek out over a young kid's toy, which I just yeah. always imagined I would do, and guess what? It's true. I mean, <laughs> they, they named, not even to your children. Yeah. Yeah. They no. named that thing like Sergeant Thug's Command Outpost, but it's really <laughs> Castle Grayskull. Like yeah. the giant Castle, Castle, Castle Grayskull. Yeah. But those Deathbringer missiles actually explode. Yeah. And so... <laughs> That sounds like it should be a lot more if they are literally exploding missiles. And that uh, Castle Grayskull, though, that toy is not a dangerous toy. It had no, no sharp corners. It was, you were not going to hurt I was, my I rarely got any toy that I asked for, but I got mm. that. And unlike Skeletor's Castle, had no microphone. Yeah. Nothing oh, cool. I was, I was no thinking of real Skeletor's dungeon. Castle. Yeah. It was like a clamshell shelf. Yeah, <laughs> well, really, they were a um, grim, dark way of selling you Barbie's doll house, yeah. Barbie's dream house, but to boys. That's really what Mattel, the history of He-Man, the short version is that Mattel was tired of only selling toys to girls. They needed something for boys, so they make up the toughest, manliest thing ever mm-hmm. that can still be a doll you sell to people, <laughs> but to boys. Castle skull fuck. Like, well, this isn't a toy. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> not a doll. It's an action figure. Yeah. And those things are also just basically storage units. You just shove totally. all, your, all your dolls in there. And, and I did. I did. I, I was, and I'm going to say this at some point, and I say it all the time. I was hugely jealous and ashamed by how much I would have rather had Barbies. Mm. And I got to I got to convince my sister to get Rainbow Bright stuff so that I could use it just because it was I wasn't a big GI Joe dude I like Transformers and Ducktales and colorful stuff and Barbie had the most colorful stuff and all the fun stuff yeah. her car That's was true. amazing I mean you would not believe it by how macho I am but I did play with Barbie my sister's Barbies <laughs> yeah. growing up and I, they had this she had this like cool like seventies micro Barbie bus yeah you couldn't oh. change He Man's clothes you had to go buy a brand new action figure it's odd that yep at the table I'm the only one that I never really cared for Barbies no. That's, no. That's what yeah, I got. Well, a lot of, I got hand-me-down Barbies, and, you know, they're fine, some of the outfits, whatever, but... Mm. Eh, let me never. let me burn this clip, Diana, to introduce, uh, well, the crux of the episode. I absolutely want to ask you that. Good morning, your mom. I may get a little crazy. Oh, I understand, honey. When I was your age, there was... Hey, a- horse face! Get your ugly pie hooks off that summer fun set! Look! Icky Breaky Stacy for $1.99! <laughs> Live from the improv, Stacy's only 89 cents! Yeah. <laughs> there's one. There's one we don't uh, hear them describe, and yes. it's, it's Crackpot Stacy, and she's wearing a pyramid with an eye, like a conspiracy theory pyramid. You could see eye. it as a Crackpot because all I could see was the hat, and I was like, I need to know what, <laughs> why is she wearing a pyramid hat? I just saw the word crack, and I have to assume it's Crackpot. Crackpot oh, Stacy. Boy, what? A, that's another of those secret messages hidden in The Simpsons that uh, implies they knew 9/11. So can I, also, forever. can I also say that this goes down in the section of the store called Valley of the Dolls? Yes. Right, wow. Yeah. Which is wow. hysterical because it's a, a book slash movie that's all about sex and drug addiction. It's my 
What? It's my sleeping baby, and it freaks no, me out. That's, that's beyond, beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Valley of the Dolls is sparkle, nearly sparkle. Uh, Valley of the Dolls is my number one favorite camp classic. Is mm. Beyond the Roger Ebert one? Yes. Okay, yes. I thought so. And that one has Charles Napier of critic yeah. fame. Yeah. He's I not know. in the first one. I no, the, the first one is totally trying to be serious, <laughs> and that's what makes it hilarious. But yeah. it still was a boob. It was oh, yeah. still a boob. Yeah, I mean, as much too, as right? uh, Roger was a film critic, he was also a breast enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> you can be both. Uh, yeah. You can be both. So, Diana, you didn't have a giant affection as a kid for the Barbie uh, line? No, not really. No? Did you no. ever go wild for any toy at a... Yeah, actually. There were, I mean, there were toys that I really wanted. I don't remember, like, full-on hulking out Vincent over Vincent Price shrunk an apple uh, Um. Kid. Well, I don't remember it, but my mom says I really wanted a Tauntaun. And I have a Tauntaun, oh, and I nice. have kept that Tauntaun. Well, is, those are the ones that the Tauntaun, you can open up the stomach in them, right? Like, I had that one. No, mine you can't open up the stomach, but he's got like a flap so you can stick the figure's legs in it, so it looks like oh, they're riding. They're okay. all here. Yeah. yeah actually, that was the one I had, yeah. It, yeah. Be, I just thought that stomach was meant to open for uh, putting yeah. characters in. I know. <laughs> it seems yeah. obvious. I, I, I looked this up because I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> we did a laser time episode in a Jason article called what was the oldest toy in the toy aisle and it was me waiting for my girlfriend to buy something at Target and just wandering in the toy aisle for once with no iPhone to to distract me to like wait a minute all the same shit on shelves and stuff that was on shelves when I was a kid mm. what's the oldest thing here Barbie being one of the oldest 1959 right. It is always odd to looking up the history of Barbie introduced by um, oh, we'll get, the wife we'll of get a, to it, though. the wife of a Mattel co-founder. Just that you know they've always pleaded like why doesn't Barbie have different come in one sh- one impossible shape color mm. and hair? It debuted in two hair colors, both. Oh, uh, bru- yeah. both kinds of women. It, but Brunette it debuted Bob, with variants, too. like as in not set in stone. It took yeah. it 30, 40 years to be like, no, we'll never change Barbie. It debuted as wow. something with yeah, options. Yeah, I love de- the debut Barbie. I love mm-hmm. she's got red hair and she's got sort of side eye. She's got kind of cat eyes. She's, sort of, <laughs> she's not looking straight ahead and smiling. She's sort of like pouty and looking sideways like, that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My sister was well, into Barbie and it, like, I don't. I didn't have this with my dad because he didn't keep any of his shit and only like throwing baseballs. Uh, but my mother handed my sister like her like nineteen fifties Barbie set. Wow! And, and, like they both have the same fun with it. Apparently, you know. Mm-hmm. Today I found out Barbie. I mean, like everything, mm-hmm. they do collectors editions that are sold on a website yeah. to make the most money they can off of their most hardcore people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have expanded that into making. It's like Barbie exclusive, Barbie select of lots of other things, including for the Batman v Superman film last year. <laughs> They're like, here is Martha a- Barbie. No, it was it was Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and wow. they didn't have really Barbie proportions. They were just very good tall dolls, like that were made in a way that DC wasn't making mm. of their other toys. So if you was- Google the dumb article I wrote, who's the oldest character on the toy aisle? The last page, like they do act like, just this is new. Mm. They all for like all different kinds of Barbies with lift different stickers that say curvy, tall. They don't say yeah. Asian or they created anything a, like that, but a, they, they they exist and they're no, all it Barbie. Was a, it was a push they made a few years ago to be like, this is uh, Barbie's more diverse mm-hmm. now, and yeah. it was Look at that adorable fat Barbie. I, I remember curvy. when we <laughs> curvy, yes, she's curvy, <laughs> yes, yeah. But I also wondered if they like Lisa 
fighting on that if that's yeah. a reference like the cabbage patch kids craze of the 80s i'm which, sure they're tapping into that yeah. yeah yeah which was the last real this this was kind of ahead of the game of the 90s toy boom which is when the dorks who grew up in the 80s then had enough disposable income and free time to stock the shelves of uh, Toys R Us and other stores to find the chase figures for Transformers mm-hmm. or for the new Star Wars line, which relaunched Powers of the Force, which re, uh, relaunched in 1997. The, this is a little before that when they weren't selling toys to non-children. Mm-hmm. But it, though that doesn't stop people like Waylon Smithers from, uh, from buying Barbie or Stacy's. <laughs> And, completely different. Oh, but yeah. before we get to that, first off, we do have a big reference, which I wonder how many people watching this now would even get that it's a breaky, breaky reference. Barbie. No, Homer <laughs> on the piano. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before this. Well, for hardcore Laser Time fans, it's referencing a scene with Rod, Robert Loja. Robert That's Loja. right. I have to get that out of the way, Robert Loja. They play, Homer. Yeah. They play chopsticks. Yeah. Homer plays Rock Around the Clock, <laughs> except... It just ruins it within three seconds. I captured the clip, and it is intentionally done so terribly. It was like hard to amplify and play here, so (laughs) I didn't. There's a different, for the first time ever, a squeaky voiced teen voiced by Harry Shearer. Oh, he's been around before. Has he? There was better stop him. Yeah, he was the manager. Hey, mister, what's in the box? Um, it's the uh, (laughs) new talking Malibu, Stacy. Malibu. I love when they shout for a manager. <laughs> Mr. Wembley, it happened again. <laughs> that is a very Oakley and Weinstein thing, too, of the specifically named manager yeah. of, uh, of just a lost team. He's like, please help me, authority figure. Yeah, it's great. I mean, should we get into... Uh, Talking Barbie. Let's yeah, get into uh, so this it. is based on the 1992, I want to say, Teen Talk Barbie. We can play the commercial for it. 92. It was the first time. That's the it news was story. want to go to the commercial. To do. Yeah. So this is the first time Barbie talked. And here's what happened. I think there were... um, I remember this news, yes. Each Barbie would say one of four different things randomized from a database of 170. Oh, my God. So every Barbie you got would have distinct... I mean, a distinct array of four catchphrases. (laughs) No one was the same, kind of. I love you, but... (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to hear some of these, and then we'll have a news story about the sort of backlash, Mm. which is the episode is based on. This is based on a specific controversy. I love to shop, don't you? I can't believe my ears. I can't believe my eyes. Do I? Deep sigh from from Diana. <laughs> so uh, if we if we go on, so yeah. we're going to see what this episode is based on. Teen Talk Barbie, one of her 170 catchphrases, raised some eyebrows uh, amongst what? feminists, and you're going to hear. But this it. is based on a real controversy. A real controversy. Oh, yeah. 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 And there's a backlash that's in this too. Sports. It all has to do with what Barbie thinks about math class. Most of what the new Teen Talk Barbie says is pretty harmless, considering the source. But some of the dolls are programmed to say, and I quote, Math class is tough. That has drawn fire from those who think Barbie's remark reinforces a stereotype about girls and math. 
There's no question that there is a stereotype that exists for young girls, which is that math is hard, I can't do math, or science is hard, I can't do science, or it's not meant for me. I have a second grade daughter who's uh, doing multiplication tables here in her first month of school, and the last message I want her to get is that for some reason math is any more challenging to her than any other subject that she's studying. Some, including KFAB talk show host Jerry Hudson, find the Barbie uproar laughable. I cannot imagine a girl with a potential career at NASA throwing it all away over what a doll says. But could you get, could you get a fatter, whiter man yeah. to oh defend? Oh my God, he's like Jerry Falwell's fat son. But, so yeah, Bob I mean, and I are now on a PR mailing list to get those guys. Of like, well, yeah. if you need me to take the conservative stance on something, just talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically this is what happened, and um, I, I think they removed that possible catchphrase from the next line of dolls. So now there's yes. only 169 different catchphrases. Yeah, <laughs> ah, uh, the yes, weed number, the, the poop number. <laughs> so yeah, and um, and and later in this episode we'll wow. see um, another reference to something that happened after this. We'll get to that well, later. Look, it is a stereotype that Barbie the, reinforces stereotypes. Yes. I'm more concerned what? with the the like overabundance of Miam Bialik hats and like both of those <laughs> clips. They're just they disgust me. The thing me. is though, I mean, I think that is an old old stereotype we've sort of defeated because yeah, I just assume bit. every woman is good at math and I'm not. We, we haven't and I'll say that to any woman listening's benefit. There are a lot of programs and no, my, my girlfriend is my girlfriend is an engineer. She's yeah so way she better is. at science and math and I programming mean, than I am. You may not think math is tough. I think the, new, the no. new stereotype is not women are bad at math. It's women are trying to destroy video games <laughs> and uh, other All things right. I like. Well, Diana, what's your opinion? Yeah, I want to hear what no, Diana thinks. No, I think thinks. it's it's 100% true that women, there's just sort of a stereotype that, you know, math is... Math is a boy's Math thing. is tough. And yeah, it's just too hard. And thinking mm-hmm. too much gives you wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Because yeah, we all know women don't think a lot. Yeah, and then that's, that's, but that's also culturally reinforced by, like, if you're the one woman in the computer science class, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of... There's going to be at least a couple jerky guys who are just oh, like... Yeah. Oh, you're, you're just here to get a husband or something. Yes. Why aren't you dating me? <laughs> or like, or that you're put in there by some affirmative action thing yeah. or that you didn't earn your place. Well, yeah. but I, was, exactly. I was going to say, because people are, are actively trying to fight that stereotype, if you are a woman interested in programming, there are lots of scholarships oh, yeah. and programs nice. to yeah. assist you, and please take advantage of they, those. They want... There is a movement to get more of them in STEM. For real. In, as, sci- yep. in the science yeah. is because, like, for 50 years, they have been disencouraged from being interested in multiple fields of science and math studies. Yeah, yeah though, yeah. I also read an interesting thing recently by this woman engineer who mm. has been outspoken about sexism in the industry, but she also talks about, like, how when people say... Well, why don't you, if it was so bad, why didn't you bring it up? And she's like, because you'll be asked this for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> I don't believe in sexism in any industry. You have to prove sexism to everybody. So <laughs> it's this double-edged sword of saying, well, if there's, if you don't complain, then there's no problem. But if you right. complain, then you're, you're making the it. You're the problem. Yeah, then yes. Yeah, it, then it, you're the problem. You can't handle the, you can't, you know, get out of the kitchen or go hey, back to the kitchen or some other metaphor. It's we're like, a tough talking you, place, man. Yeah, this you just can't deal with the engineering bros. They're no, they're See, totally known to be bros. I don't, I don't want to put you in the like the worst talk ones. for all women shit. Yeah, but did the Barbie? Stuff? No, we we talked about it. They appointed me as a <laughs> spokeswoman. She's the, Bar- the ambassador for all women. Did, yes. you, did you cringe at the Barbie stuff like this when you yes. were younger? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm a tomboy, so. But like, without know. even understanding the reasons why, you just see that. I'm like, what the hell? What well, is? Well, mostly it's just like 
why are they so fucking happy? Like, I have, <laughs> I've, I've had dolls for years that's got the pull string and, you know. Or the I had morose Barbies or the Smith CDs. Yeah, you know, I had the count and he would, you know, count thing. He's they, wonderful. This was not pull string. This was genuine greeting card opening technology. Wow. Uh, that's what it sounds like. like well, well that's why Malibu Stacy in this episode, it still has drawstring. I'm like, things are way better than drawstring yeah. now. It's not, it's not drawstring. There I, are four raised buttons on Barbie's back know, that look like horrible this, wounds. It's, <laughs> one of, it's one of those things where I feel way older than I am because somewhere in the middle of my lifetime my grandparents grew up with pull string talking dolls so did I and then it just changed and like the woody one you find the premium woody one is like totally tertiary you tug on it basically to push a button or to like yeah. pull on a button but I mean like talking Ernest and talking Urkel they were pull string you can, you can hold the strings and release them slower so they sound demonic yeah. <laughs> I love you Vern <laughs> <laughs> that was the good observation in Toy Story yeah. that Buzz Lightyear could say more things and Buzz, didn't have Buzz. a drawstring mm-hmm. in it. That that was he was push button as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, right. But so, okay, back into the on. episode. But drawstring is just it won't it won't symbolize a talking doll anymore. No. The dolls will just talk. They really really put Lisa with Malibu Stacy. Like she yeah. has Malibu Stacy. Maybe three other episodes. The biggest plot point until now mm-hmm. for it was in Lisa the Greek when it was yeah. just getting Malibu mm-hmm. Stacy toys and then putting her back in her modest shoe box at the end of the where she the prints episode. her feminist newsletter exactly <laughs> so she was always putting more feminist ideals on malibu stacy than i think malibu stacy was ever made to be yeah. in so that she, world she gets home and hears what malibu stacy says but i feel like they padded out the episode a little bit by just having more grandpa on the drive back yeah. talking about I loved how, it. what smells like mustard there's a lot of ugly people in the your neighborhood. It's a demi-crab. Yeah, Why don't you get something Thank useful you. like storm windows or a nice pipe organ? <laughs> I'm thirsty. Ooh, what they all just like shut mustard? down. They're not looking. No there one's are looking a lot of ugly people in your neighborhood. Oh, look at that one. <laughs> oh, Mike Lacoma just got worse. Great the shot. president is a demi-crab. No, <laughs> I can't unbuckle my seatbelt. Hello. <laughs> I'm t- I'm telling you, after we're done with this, I'm going to read you the comments on the YouTube video I made for Capcom on their site. I'm going to read them as Grandpa, and it, it will make all the sense in the universe. This isn't Mega Man. No switch. No buy. Blue's different than he is in the Jungle Book. I want an Onimusha HD collection. <laughs> this is about Disney games. You. Senile, uh, you're a senile teenager. Uh, I also like that Homer bought an Easy Bake oven for the car. He's like, Mark, yeah. so I bought this. Can, like, we, can we play uh, Nobody Likes Grandpa? I mean, oh, this is this great. is the this is what sets off Grandpa's story, where yeah. he wants yeah. to be young and find a way to you know be youthful. Dad, I love you, but you're a weird, sore-headed old crank, and nobody <laughs> likes you. God darn it! <laughs> I guess I am an old crank. But what am I going to do about it? <laughs> so it's it's a good moment that I don't have a clip, but just that Lisa and Grandpa somehow stumbling upon the same revelation by finishing each other's sentences. Oh, that's in a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but, but, but no. he gets a job, in other words. Well, yeah. he is inspired to first act more young watching what were totally the the commercials in the 90s of that that old people are, can be hip too and mm-hmm. they're having cool they're having sex and listening to rock music yeah. is i'm shocked cool there wasn't a rap and granny in that, in that buzz we cola. see the old 
Jewish man. He stepped up his old gray mare uh, act. <laughs> now he's in commercials. Ah, One sip and I'm so totally hip. <laughs> Got a contract with six flags. But now he's, he's more Dracula than Jewish, I guess. <laughs> Which but, some people think is the same thing. <laughs> but the Buzz Cola like destroys his tongue too. Yeah, yeah. Old people can't actually drink soda. It's probably not best for them. Neither can you. And that, well, I choose not to. My favorite sequence in the whole episode. Animation great, wise. great Lee Smith acting and great animation. Well acted. It's well written. Yeah, Jeffrey Lynch was the director. I think he's the one of the best second string directors in yeah. terms of like, mm-hmm. sorry, second generation. He's not sorry, one of the original yeah. guys. But the unnecessary animation that's added to when she throws so the doll. great. It's and, like the camera move in animation. And the way Stacy's hair shakes. Yes. Yeah. Like constantly yeah, like, becomes more disheveled the more mm-hmm. the crazier Lisa gets. Yeah, I love it. This is a great scene. A hush falls over the General Assembly as Stacy approaches the podium to deliver what will no doubt be a stirring and memorable address. I wish they taught shopping in school. <laughs> Let's bake some cookies for the boys. Come on, Stacy. I've waited my whole life to hear you speak. Don't you have anything relevant to say? Don't ask me. I'm just a girl. <laughs> Right on, say it, sister. It's not funny, Bart. Millions of girls will grow up thinking that this is the right way to act. That they can never be anything more than vacuous ninnies whose only goal is to look pretty, land a rich husband, and spend all day on the phone with their equally vacuous friends talking about how damn terrific it is to look pretty and have a rich husband. Just what I was going to say. That's great. And they predicted the Kardashians. Yeah. Holy uh, shit. Lisa, yeah. Lisa's doll says more than four things, and they, it's, they're, they're set off and on cue at yeah. the right yeah. moment. Not, it's never... Oh, my Urkel doll, my Big Bird doll, and my Ernest uh, doll, and my Pee Wee Herman doll all say one thing in common. I love you. Malibu <laughs> Stacy doesn't seem to love anymore. Malibu no. Stacy is such a in quality toy. Like she really she has she has about a dozen different things she says in this episode. All yep. on the same toy. It's yep. it's pretty it, versatile. Except yeah. for Lisa's friend's toy. Which is, uh, right. is it Jamie or is it somebody else? It's, it's somebody Celeste. We never see again. A very distinct design. I don't know why they give this character a name. Well, wait, before we... It, 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 lo- oh, it yeah, looks like the it. human version of Binky from Life in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> let's buy makeup so the boys will like us. <laughs> don't you people see anything wrong with what Malibu Stacy says? Oh, there's something wrong with what my Stacy says. My spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> Anybody call for a web slinger? No, Celeste. I mean, the oh. things she says are sexist. <laughs> Lisa said a dirty word. Oh, welcome very, to my childhood. Yeah. That's a very childlike reaction to just the word sex. Yeah, no, I had that. I had that feeling too. Of like, I need to explain. I need to explain something using a more adult word, and they're just like, tee you said it, you said but, or whatever. Like, yeah. but, uh. What happened to Celeste is actually a reference to what a culture jamming organization did to Teen Talk Barbie to retaliate against the sexist thing she said. I and wanted to join them so bad. <laughs> I read about them in the newspaper, and there wasn't internet yet, and I was like, how do I find you? I saw, <laughs> I mean, I saw this news story, I don't know how, but I saw this news story about them, but they're also fighting uh, cultural, sorry, not cultural stereotypes, but gen- gender stereotypes on the other side, too. They're like, really? yeah. like G.I. Joe sucks for men and Barbie sucks for women. I hated G.I. Joe. We're going to so swap much. these voice chips and bring them back to the stores. And <laughs> we have a, what we a have punk a, rock thing. Let's oh, Barbie Liberation Organization. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a clip. Liberation Organization targeted toy stores. Hi, I'm Team Talk Barbie, the spokes doll for the B. L O. We're an international group of children's toys that are revolting against the companies that made us. Whoa, on current affairs. Please tell me Bill O'Reilly is hosting. Oh, if only. 
<laughs> I love that sound. She's the absolute and for millions of little girls, the Barbie doll. From her ever-changing wardrobe to her constantly hip hairdos, Barbie has always been ahead of her time. But as George Chicarone reports, some people think Barbie needs to be liberated. No doubt this is the scene in many living rooms just after Christmas, but Teen Talk Barbie may be breathing in too many fumes because she's starting to sound a lot like G.I. Joe. Come home, look out for Destro at the perimeter. <laughs> it's coming out of a Barbie. <laughs> and aside from this bleach blonde she-man, there are a couple of poor Joes turning yeah. up out there who got short-ended on their share of testosterone. Want to go shopping? Do you want to sleep over tonight? I wonder two things. I wonder if by accident at the Mattel factory that the uh, doll parts got into the Barbie. And if number two, someone did it just out of getting even with somebody, I think it's also kind of sick. So what's a little voice swapping between dolls, you might ask? Well, apparently this he said, she said mystery may not be so innocent. He wants to be John Stossel so bad. (laughs) I'm Teen Talk Barbie. Spokes doll for the B. They gave her L- a Chiron. Oh. This is Teen Talk Barbie. Clutch cargoed with a Chiron. So this is actually uh, this is astonishing. This is a VHS tape they sent out with this clutch cargo like mouth replacement thing with Bar- Teen Talk Barbie telling you her mission. Take that, anonymous. Yeah. This is even creepier. But so this is were, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Ahead, so it just it's it's so freaking clever that they just went to stores and bought because they're both made by Mattel the mm-hmm. the talking Barbie and the talking GI Joe. No. They have the exact same technology yeah. in them, so you can swap their voice. Chips. Uh, Someone's going to correct you that Hasbro uh, makes G.I. Joe. <laughs> well, no, Mattel made these. Okay. Uh, they were okay. the big G.I. Joes, return yeah, to the big guys. Yeah, like the Barbie size ones. Mm. And just swap them and then just drop them, in, drop them in stores or return them. And yeah, they were found in a couple different states. That's amazing. Yeah, I know, think that's they, what I mean by I was like, why can't I join them? They did about 200, I think, over the like a three-state area maybe. Yeah. But this is one of those pre-internet, yeah. pre-internet things you could do that like now, the second they did one of these... They would have all the death threats in the world to send to them. Like, yeah. they couldn't do more than one. And also, uh, like, this news story is, like, strangely transphobic. It's like, this sick freak says Ble- man things. That's bleach fucked blonde up. she male? Is that what he said? Yeah, bleach blonde she male. Yeah. She man. She man. By the way, yeah. uh, uh, if it's any gross. consolation, this man has a tremendous mullet, so nothing yeah, should I mean, ever I, be taken seriously. I think it was, like, John Stossel's a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> John Stossel, who hadn't finished baking. No, no. I mean, point. like, he goes to places uh, in case the assassins come. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is for he's, current he's affair. The, the life model double or Pretty whatever. much, yeah. Current affair where uh, Bill uh, O'Reilly mistakenly thought he wanted Peabody. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that he also was going to do it live. Do it That's live. Yeah. I, I, I just love the sound of the, the current affair triangle hitting the screen. Like, swung, swung. The Spider-Man words that Celeste Dahl is saying, I think it was... I. Uh, nobody has it on YouTube what? of the specific Spider-Man toy I have, but I, I, I never had a talking remember. toy. So Toy Biz, mm-hmm. who would eventually buy Marvel, yeah. but Toy Biz, which was started by two Israeli guys, who now one of them owns Marvel and is also great friends with Donald Trump. Golan and Globus, good old Ike Perlmutter. Anyways. Toy biz. We don't have an Uncle Tom for Judaism. I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> is Perlmutter a anyway. Jewish name? Uh, he's, he's, he is, is a hardcore Israeli, Jew. Israeli, then probably. Uh, he, is, he is a hardcore Israel. Perlmutter, that's how you see it. <laughs> but anywho, Toy Biz did Marvel toys, and they did the Marvel Talks line in the early 90s, where all the big Marvel characters they did got talking toys. And the toys sucked because they barely had any articulation. It was just they had like basically a 
backpack, a black backpack with four <laughs> buttons on it to say things. And Spider-Man says, my spider sense is tingling. Man. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's like a shitty spiker. I love you, Henry. <laughs> a shitty speaker molded to look like Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Well, meanwhile, Spider-Man was in a terrible position, like his arms were perpetually bent. But of course I had to have it because it was a Spider-Man toy and that was going on my Christmas list. I assume at one point he was also a talking toothbrush. This removed the toothbrush. <laughs> well, I wanted to find it too because if you're a Spider-Man fan, nope. it's been interesting to watch how they cast Spider-Man voices because that voice there, like, anybody call for a whip slinger? We joke about that all the time yes. where he's like, he's an old man for like yes. the first 30 years of his life in animation. In like the Ralph Bakshi cartoon, he talks like that too. Oh, right? I'm Spider-Man, my <laughs> Good e catch. When, when I'm a teenager. When Sounds. Spider-Man should, Spider should be a guy in his late teens or early yeah. 20s who well, should have fun. He would have three children in a house when he was created if he was in his late teens. I guess that's true. But So that, that was how Spider-Man used to be cast. But mm. unfortunately, nobody... I could find on YouTube had recorded him not a popular character. Yeah, so that is the story of uh, the horrible thing that happened to Celeste. I, I remember being excited because it, it, it led me to believe there was a talking spider boy somewhere <laughs> in the world because I'd never seen one. The Simpsons will be right back. Hola, Simpsons fans. Chris here to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you like a super geeky, cool, fun comic cartoon stuff, you might like the mystery box that Geek Fuel has in store for you every month. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time, you'll get a free Star Wars item worth 20 bucks. What is Geek Fuel? Geek Fuel is a, a wonderful little birthday present that comes to your doorstep every month filled with six to eight items of awesomely geeky goodies. T-shirts, pint glasses, pop figures, action figures, you name it, all shelled and things you love. Love, such as Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Ghostbusters, and yes, The Simpsons. Hey, and this month, you Simpsons fans are going to love this. Might have some Family Guy stuff in it too, but hey... That's just this month. Next month could be completely different. Each Geek Fuel box contains at least a $50 value, and you're guaranteed an exclusive shirt. And if you know, have someone in your life you don't know what to get them, you can get them a Geek Fuel box. Geek Fuel's got flexible plans, starting for as little as $14 plus shipping and handling. And remember, if you use the URL geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get a free bonus Star Wars item worth $20. That's geekfuel.com slash laser time. Thank you, Geek Fuel. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Just that I wanted to mention, because this keeps happening. I don't want to say Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> is listening to Talking Simpsons. <laughs> we didn't get every reference they were tossing out there, and mm. we did uh, Boy Scouts in the Hood with uh, guest oh, star yeah. Ernest Borgnine. And <laughs> and I think Henry and Bob sort of tackled... Henry sort of tackled that because he knew a lot about Ernest Borgnine. Lord knows I did not. I don't know <laughs> fucking thing about Ernest Borgnine. But I knew he was in a movie, a movie called Marty. One, I didn't know that movie existed. Two, I didn't know it won Best Picture that year. And it won mm -hmm. Ernest Borgnine Best Actor. He, oh, like, where yeah, he rose yeah. from character act, uh, Oscar-nominated leading man. Borgnine is an Italian, so there's a lot of offensive Italian accents in it. Oh, why you know married? You, you should be bigger than shaming <laughs> yourself. That people just outwardly, like, are referring to everyone as, as... As Ernest Borgnine and this other woman, like, 
you're ugly as fuck, and no one wants you, and you'll never meet anybody. Yeah, I'm a little bit, a little fat, and I'm ugly. Like, yeah, you're fat and ugly. When has that ever stopped a man before? Don't go for these dogs out there. And they, and this, this, it's this nice story of these two unfuckable, ugly leading people who end up falling for one another. And the slight dilemma is, is like, well, my friends seem to think my mate is ugly. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Hey, did, you, did you watch this episode live, Diana? Yeah, did yeah. It, it, I should I should go back to that. That I'm I am an episode zero viewer. I watched Tracy Ullman. Wow. And then ooh. and then saw ooh, On there's purpose? Good, yes. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to do back then, and then it was then better saw, like, than everything else. Like oh wow, there's going to be a, a Simpsons special. Awesome. And mm-hmm. then so yeah, I'm a day one viewer because I'm old. Yeah. Does my face remind you of the grim specter of death? <laughs> you hear Diana talk line. about it on uh, thirty twenty ten with us. Yeah. yeah. Lisa is now been galvanized that she's going to fight back against this. Yeah. And when she tries to drum up support from the family, it's that kind is so great. We've had several episodes this season that are about Marge complains all the time. It's <laughs> it's them. It is them making a meta commentary on the show that they always go like, oh, and then Marge will say she doesn't like this. And so that's right. Yeah. Marge says, this, oh, you is, got this it. is so great. I and love this. It's this whole probably my sequence. line of the show. You want to do it? I, oh, know no, I have, have a one. different line of the show. Right. I mean, there's so many, but I love this one. Lisa. Ordinarily, I'd say you should stand up for what you believe in, but you've been doing that an awful lot lately. <laughs> yeah, you made us march in that gay rights parade. <laughs> Look at watch Fox, because they own those chemical weapon plants in Syria. I can't believe you're just going to stand by as your daughters grow up in a world where this, this is their role model. I had a Malibu Stacy when I was little, and I turned out all right. Now let's forget our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. Now let's forget our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to? There's so much going on there. The, but the pull, Come on, but the, Marge. the pull string thing, it was random. Yeah. If I, I kid, you'll never deal with it again. It would say yeah, like I said, she <laughs> says things on cue, like when you need her to. The picture of Bart in the gay pride parade, who is somehow <laughs> yeah. like accidentally thrown in front of the photographer, Local gay show their pride is the funniest. <laughs> is one of the funniest one Visual sec one frame sight gig yeah. Yeah. gags I've ever seen. That is great. And uh, I mean, not that I'm, chemical weapons playing Syria thing. <laughs> I want to be. We're recording this early enough. But like, I don't want to say more stuff about this. Look, well, Syria is probably known for other things. From from where we are <laughs> now, I mean this. This line spoke to me because when I got off a plane recently, it was after we just bombed Syria, and I mm-hmm. went to a bar to have a drink at the airport. It was basically Fox News. Just the, all the cor- all the male correspondents were visibly rubbing their boners through their slacks, like we're gonna have a war, yeah. But it, but it was Fox News, so I was like, it's hilarious that this like Fox and Syria and chemical weapons is all together in this one great line by Homer. Wow. And there's one one other thing that she did that I want to throw in because it's something no one does anymore. It used to be animal rights activists would throw red paint on people yeah. that wore fur and stuff, yeah. and so they mentioned that. Uh, Lisa I have the line if you oh, want to hear it. Because it's calling <laughs> the Malibu Stacy hotline. Yep. Hello, you have reached the Malibu Stacy Customer Service Center. If you have a complaint about Malibu Stacy's appearance or odor, <laughs> press 1. If you've given Malibu Stacy a haircut and need to order a replacement head, press 2. For information on our factory tour, 
Press 3. Mom, we can go on the factory tour and I can complain in person. <laughs> Honey, you're not going to throw red paint at the executives, are you? The Keebler people were very upset. <laughs> I want to know what inspired that. That's such that. a funny joke. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did pause rewind. Yeah, I even was like, should I Google what Keebler has ever done wrong? And I think like, it might be Lisa overreacting to something. <laughs> I think that undercuts Lisa's stance of just yeah. like, oh, yeah. that she what attacked Keebler elves people. Because <laughs> even though they say executives, I'm imagining elves. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they're trying to say Lisa kind of cries wolf a bit too much, so Perhaps. people aren't taking her seriously when there's a real problem. But I just love that she's like so happy. I can complain in person. Yeah. You don't have person. to listen to me then. But <laughs> red paint was something that, a fur, an anti fur movement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think yep. they still do that. Yeah. Probably. Should, it's very effective. Uh, I mean, in yeah. ruining fur. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ruining fur. Yeah. <laughs> well, they should be covered in blood. I, honestly, the one of my favorite things that the Golden Girls did was. They they did they did an anti-fur campaign it was an early PETA thing that they talked to their viewers of just like look just get fake fur yeah. like furs are horrible it did, didn't work yeah. everybody I see coming back from college from spring break they all got the fur coat the straw hat the little <laughs> <laughs> straw boater eating a, eating a goldfish and they keep all saying 23 skidoo I don't understand <laughs> World. Oh, I'm so, so happy many to be people going have died stuffing themselves into. <laughs> um, I don't know whether we want to. Oh, Bar- giving Barbie a haircut is Dude. is a thing yeah. the girls have done forever. Like that's why boy toys boys destroy all yes. their toys and lose every accessory. If you gave them hair to cut, if you if you also... gave them a like refillable cartridge of anything, they would like slow down the production of boys toys for yeah. people of this age in general. <laughs> I'm sure if their if their action figures mm. had hair to cut, they would just set it on fire. Yeah. So. like yeah. I can I can like a doctor. Like draw you the guts of a GI Joe figure <laughs> because I hated them and destroyed they're them. Made yeah, of, like rubber, rubber bands yeah, and knobs. Band yeah, band yeah, yeah, they're they're car- I call it cartilage. <laughs> tear through it before I put firecrackers in their ass. But uh, Malibu Stacy's history. Okay. I wanted to well, see. Well, they it. they go to the Petrochem Petrochemical Corporation, <laughs> makers of caustic polypropylene and Malibu Stacy. <laughs> now and I actually went into polypropylene because I actually what? know way too much about polypropylene for a film major. Because my dad was an engineer for a petrochemical company. Like, that helps petroleum develop film? Petroleum company. The stuff that smells like hamster no, piss? The no, stop a, a petroleum company. Oh. <laughs> and polypropylene, which is the second most popular plastic in the world, mm-hmm. uh, is made, obviously, from oil. It's like Ooh. a byproduct of oil refining. Mm. So one of his big projects that they gave us so much internal swag for that we mm-hmm. had forever was the polypropylene pellet-producing plant project. <laughs> I mean, the PPPPP? Yes. <laughs> And they had their, they had a mascot that was, can you guess? Polypropylene! Polly the parrot. Oh. It was a parrot wearing a hard hat. And they gave us beach towels and mugs. You're talking and all Bob's this language now. Stupid swag. Do you still the, have it? I think I still have some oh of it. Gosh. I used one of those beach towels. Like I took it to college and killed it real good. He was second only to Chester Cheetah in, but, in Youth yep. Appeal. So, the polypropylene pellet-producing plant project. Wow. Well, we get to see what happens at this plant. And I mean, I, one of my, it's not a, of my favorite There's a bit of fairy ever. dust in the air. The crap. Is it clogging the torso shirt? Leroy, get your ass in gear. Shut your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it, 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 the, the, the term tro- a torso shoot. The torso shoot. <laughs> torso shoot. 
And the only way to jam a broom in it, and I swear it is very special at this point when The Simpsons says the word ass because that was about the hardest thing you could say on television. Yeah, true. They got away with son of a bitch. I think that's slightly harder. Well, we had Bart's bastard song, but it was technically accurate. Bastard, bastard, bastard. Malibu Stacy's history is fascinating, and I just wanted to. It's all great. You guys brought a ton of great clips of the show. I want to see if I could. It really reminds me of the the short film that we see about Roger Myers Sr. later, in the next season, actually. Uh, Springfield's first Aquaca factory. I (laughs) love old industrial films. Malibu Stacy, America's favorite eight-and-a-half-incher. In In 1959, homemaker Stacy Lavelle had a design and a dream. The design? Malibu Stacy. The dream? To mass-market a fashion doll that was also edible. Kids didn't much like the taste of dried onion meal, but they loved the doll. A second plastic Malibu Stacy took America by storm. Just ask the owner of the world's largest Malibu Stacy collection, Wayland Smithers of Springfield. Hello, Malibu Stacy collectors. I'll see you at StacyCon 94. Oh, man. So I actually went to find out, is Barbie made out of polypropylene? What? No, she's oh. not. Some inferior has- plastic. Uh, vinyl mostly, but oh, she I does see. have her her weird leg joints mm-hmm. are made of polypropylene. This is so a, she a, does have caustic polypropylene. Those like weird joints that kind of like bump when you when yeah. you twist them. It's like yes. Yeah. This is a crazy like spoiler for the later time episode. I want you to listen to the oldest toy in the toy aisle. Mm-hmm. But what Barbie has the distinction of actually being is the first ever female adult. Right. Toy. I can't. I can't. They always made dollies. As but of, they never. As of 1959, it was just baby dolls. Oh. You could have a female baby doll. Women literally didn't have an adult person that they could hold in their hand. GI Joe is like I don't know. To me, is all the time. Mm. Um, yeah. But like, an, you've always been aggrandizing the military industrial. Barbie is the first adult <laughs> lady toy. Um, and I, I have a clip, uh, and I, I haven't heard this in a while, but I grabbed it from my old research doc of the first Barbie commercial. Well, if you want it. her to hear it. Yeah. Barbie, you're beautiful. You make me feel my Barbie doll is really real. Barbie's small and so. Her clothes and figure look so neat Her dancing outfit rings the bell At parties she will cast a spell Purses, hats, and gloves galore And all the gadgets, gals and Barbie dressed for swim and fun is only $3 Her lovely fashions range from $1 to $5 Look for Barbie wherever dolls are sold it's microtransactions Someday I'm gonna be exactly like you Till then, I know just what I'll do. We'll get, get married. Barbie. Showing wedding Barbie. Beautiful Brunette Barbie. Barbie. Mm-hmm. I'll make believe. I just, I, I really can't help but point out the irony in that. That, again, that Barbie for like at least 10 years, a controversy over like, why does she have one impossible body type and hairdo? Mm. And it debuted with multiple. All kinds of women, both kinds. Um, yeah. uh, All white. But you saw that different hairstyle. It debuted with like pick the one that feels right to you. They were all and it was of, a huge deal to like bother to change her. But they're all kind of built like Mimi Van Doren, which <laughs> I'm not against in any way. But that uh, <laughs> boom. So, I have no uh, idea what that means. So uh, on the commentary, that was a little longer than I thought. Sorry. Guys. On the commentary, they bring up that mm. Oakley's wife was a Barbie collector at the mm. time, yeah. and that she, I believe, it was Oakley, right? It was, was Oakley. It? Yeah, it yeah. was a passing fancy. She was passing yeah. fancy, but that he, <laughs> they wouldn't go more into it, but they said the biggest 
Barbie collectors were Smithers types, yeah. meaning but, older gay men. Diane, I don't know if you've been listening, but like, I didn't know this about Smithers. I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on it. It, it. Probably, I think he was actually uh, named Waylon for the first time in this no, episode. No, no, oh, no, I, no. I, I, oh. him. Okay, fine. <laughs> in the one I'm where now Bart, in the uh, reference court. <laughs> when the one where Bart is born, Burns hires Homer and says, "I haven't seen anything like that since uh, the young firebrand named Waylon Smithers." Smithers. Right. Yep. So, but this is the most concrete evidence of Smithers' sexuality. This is That's him out. I'll record. see you. Well, well I, I think but, a couple scenes from now we'll yes. get. The the most concrete. The later- <laughs> but you get to see Smithers home. You get to see him out of costume, like he's in his sweater vest. Yeah, away, so from, away from Burns, like yeah. Private Smithers. I like his apartment. And, we and only that, see it a few times. And that he you has <laughs> that he has some interest outside of Burns. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I like that too. Instead and of being a burn sexual, it's so interesting that they dated so specifically like Stacy Con 94. Mm-hmm. This is 1994 and I'll see you at Stacy Con 94. Oh, and at the San Diego Airport Hilton. <laughs> I wonder, that's got to be a San Diego Comic Con reference. Like, yeah, it has even, to be. Even in 1994, it, the dweebs on the, the Simpsons staff are going to Comic Con. I think it was, it, it's never not been in that building? Uh, it's always been in San Diego. It just kept getting bigger, but it's always been in the Well, I think area, it, it was I the think. only one for a really long yes. time. And the only door convention of, like, everything, encompassing everything. Um, <laughs> and it just kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and yeah, now it just takes over it, San Diego. Here, here's straight-to-video Steven Seagal, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> Alley. You know, for nerds. Oh, God. Um, well, I mean, at this point in the episode, we have Abe and Lisa sort of... Well, uh, so oh, no, Lisa, there's more? I just love that Lisa confronts the... Oh, uh, right. the woman who works there with like isn't this horrible I, and I she gives you the corporate bullshit line of like we certainly don't mean it that way and we respect women and then they immediately open the door to be Hello, like jiggles. oh we're the biggest sexual <laughs> like sexual harassment always existed but in the 90s it felt like mainstream culture recognized Oh, yeah, sexual harassment yeah. is a thing, and I don't have to take it. And the woman closing the door with her ass is yeah. still the sexiest fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life on The Simpsons. Well, that she, I felt like with her that she knew I want to stay employed, so if this keeps me in a job, then I'll hey, do she it. She she likes it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you know, that's such a gross line, but it is very <laughs> yeah. accurate. But uh, so after this, don't like, do like those guys, though, yeah, listeners. That's mm, bad. Don't bad. do what the no. uh, need. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So uh, even if they seem to like it, don't do it. Yeah. So the next scene we have uh, kind this of Abe, is my Abe and Lisa of the show. in mm-hmm. the kitchen, and one of the greatest, most memorable things. One hundred percent. Sort of a. Uh, this always describes in my mind a product that nobody asked for, but is strangely <laughs> popular just because uh, idiots like it. So I guess we can uh, go ahead and play the this clip. Is this your line of the show? Uh, this is my line of the I show. I mean, it's more of a visual. Just seeing the. the I had to cut shot. out the visual. I don't have a line of the show. Is this the one we want? I think right. that's let's line do it. Of the yeah. Guy says that she's the guest. Let's give it the jingle. I mean, it explains all pop culture right now. Yep. <laughs> or always it's has. It's awful being a kid. No one listens to you. It's rotten being old. No one listens to you. I'm a white male, age 18 to 49. Everyone listens to me, no matter how dumb my suggestions are. <laughs> Nuts and Nuts gum. Nuts and gum. gum. Together at last. I don't know why I've always thought that that was a Conan joke. It just huh. feels like one to me, but I know he's not on the show mm. anymore. <sighs> like Maybe. What? Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. And just t- taking like the big handful of nuts and gum, putting it in his arms. I can just imagine the textures and how disgusting that would be. Uh, the, all the, the, the nuts are getting smaller and smaller, but they're still embedded in the gum. Yeah. Well, this is such a perfect example 
example of like white privilege of just like yeah. of just privilege of it, just saying like it made me happy once I again. I get what I want. I feel <laughs> yeah. really old and like oh yeah, the demo's eighteen so, of forty nine, not thirty four. Still in there. Yeah. Well, it's shrinking some. They've cut it thinner. Of eighteen to thirty four, I think is the ultimate section. Mm-hmm. But extend out to forty nine, you're still yeah, when you lose yeah. interest in new things and don't care about disposable income. Mm-hmm. You don't have this clip, but I love mm-hmm. Grandpa forgetting what he wants to do. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get a Malibu, a real Malibu. <laughs> It's such a long clip, and it's it's, yeah. it's very well done visually too. I just like him so going help <laughs> at the end, and then we get another. Oh, I was talking with Brett Elston, previous guest on the show, about this episode beforehand. I was like, every line you love is in this episode, or like so, so many memorable many. ones. Nuts and gums is nuts and gum is, and then this Smithers thing is one of my all time favorites. And this is it's, these were computers. He is using a nineteen nineties black and white computer <laughs> to make a newsletter that he will then print out newsletter. and mail to people every month. Milo Stacy. I also like how he immediately recognizes Lisa. He's like, oh, it's Homer Simpson's daughter. I come in. <laughs> I kept trying to deconstruct that if it were a joke. The way Burns respond, like I think it is like he's the anti Burns. Like he immediately yeah, he, knows like Homer Simpson and his children too. Yes. Like. <laughs> Because well, he it, should. That they're, a, they're directly involved in his life several times at this point. And what? there's a, such a wonderful sweetness in his voice. Yeah. I really just like the way he... Yeah. Know, no, I don't it, know he's really likable here. It softens Smithers a lot and shows mm-hmm. him not just as like the bootlicker mm-hmm. for Burns or the, the dog who growls on mm-hmm. Burns' behalf when something doesn't go Burns' way. attention. Why, it's Homer Simpson's daughter. I thought you might be able to help me get in touch with the inventor of Malibu Stacy. <laughs> that would be quite a feat. Stacy Lavelle is a total recluse. She hasn't appeared in public in 20 years. Here, I'm writing an article on her for my next Malibu Stacy newsletter. It contains her last known whereabouts. I'll uh, print you out a copy. Thanks. Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. <laughs> um, you probably should ignore that. <laughs> the, the foley of that 1994 computer chugging... Yeah. Is really good. I it's thought really, it was a, really good. I thought it was a printer, but it is just the like it's a like twenty megabyte hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like chunk, ch- chunk, chunk. <laughs> move all this into I'll place. I'll find uh, this file. I'll start this. I need to move this PDF onto a floppy. Uh, well, yeah, I just want to say, like, if, if you're still a listener, tough. Steam friend today, I, I like I had for, like I had a total Russians tried to hijack my Steam account. Oh shit! Uh. I had to get it back. Uh, and I just never, I didn't use it for another eight months. Turned it on today for the first time, and like the first prompt, and I know we're doing this episode, is, uh, hope you're still listening, Slow Octopus. And his his avatar is Burns black and white with yeah. his arms crossed uh, his chest, and I just got so happy. It's a very popular online avatar. It's, very, it's nuts, but just yeah. like this this episode's filled with stuff like that. Like that have, have lasted way longer than the... I think then people remember the plot or the the theme of the episode. Well, in the mid nineties, it was just fun to I entertain myself so many times with like I can have a startup sound yeah. that isn't just the sound Windows wants it yeah, to be. I mean, My it, first was Kids in the Hall, Kevin McDonald yelling, but first the whores. <laughs> <laughs> my that was Mitchell. My family <laughs> uh, computer closing sound was a great Cornholio rant. It was like 40, <laughs> 45 seconds. <laughs> my error prompt was Dave Chappelle from Half Baked. Uh, uh, 
bitch. <laughs> Samson character. Uh, Diana, did you have funny noises? I didn't because I was oh. always like four generations behind on computers. Oh. Yeah. I, look, I went to college with a word processor. Okay, that's how old I am. Lord. I think my warning sound was Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. I, I had I had seven different Mitchells, I guess. <laughs> for, for different needs. I cannot allow you guys to bring up Mystery Science Theater 2000. Uh, it is such a wonderful time we're to gonna be alive. I, every time I've, I've ever thought about suicide, I'm like, that was stupid. Because <laughs> the new Mystery Science Theater... Rules. I wouldn't have lived to see this. If you're looking in at your TV from the ledge, like, hey, I'm stepping in. It's like the biggest deterrent to ending your life I've ever seen in my entire life. So good. Uh, Thanks, John Ray. I feel so so proud how many of those movies, oh, I've seen this already. Yeah. Like, I've seen fucking Star Crash, Avalanche. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) I I said don't get it started. I really want to do a separate episode with you guys. You have to imagine Smithers recording Burn saying those words separately and then cutting them together because Burn's going to say. Like, I thought the same thing for the first time. Turning, yes, that, ah, that he I had a little they're... tape recorder and stitched it together, <laughs> like like not on like Ferris Bueller or Kevin Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say they could be, like, answering machine messages stitched together, but he doesn't know how to use the phone. Yeah. He learns in, like, two years how to use the phone. Though, honestly, Burns trusts Smithers so much to do everything for him that he just said, hey, could you say these words? It's for a thing. And Burns was like, well, of course, Smithers. I'll just do that. You're more like a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also before this, Abe gets a job at the Krusty Burger, which... This was a thing, too, and it's still something like I blocked McDonald's because I saw one of these out there. I do believe there are actual old people, elderly people who want to stay active and they get a job at Walmart or McDonald's and they don't mind. But I also think those some of those employers just exploit poor people who lost their pension for some reason. Or, and it's just it's so exploitative and just like. I hate seeing those ads. They're like, this 94-year-old woman still works at McDonald's. That I'm was, like, this, this country sucks. That, was, <laughs> yeah. that, that isn't, I think that's the basis for it. I f- didn't think about it. Otherwise, I would have got the clip. It was an old guy getting a job at McDonald's. Yeah. It was a yeah. huge commercial. Yeah, in the early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, it was an, initi- an initiative to get older people in the workforce Which, for them. I, again, I worked there for a year on and off. <laughs> there, there were no old people. And they don't yeah. re- so much exploit old people as much the the mentally challenged Oh yeah. They, yeah, they were like, "Come in here," and and man, they put everything you could ever do to shame. Yes, there there was a uh, woman with Down syndrome I worked with at the mm-hmm. movie theater who she was the pe- she was the best, best worker of all time. Same with me, but it was yeah. a grocery store. But yeah, but like when I hear stories like that, Henry, I think of like the tweet that's like, "This seven year old collects cans for ten hours a day to pay for college." Isn't he great? Like, no, he's 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 actively destroying his childhood. And he's going to be a bitter man. Isn't it awesome? This man has to sell trash. To yeah, kids through college. Isn't it great? It's not. It, it also feels like a very corporate thing of like, just work yourself to death. Yeah. Like, why? I didn't even pay him. He's yeah. doing it anyway. Uh, what minimum, a sucker. <laughs> minimum wage at 90. Just do uh, it. I like, can't, uh, we've gotten this far and I cannot This is going to be like eight times longer than the longest episode. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're creeping up on the longest episode right now. The guest star who's uncredited? Yeah. No, she's uncredited in this episode too? Oh, I didn't know. No, she's uncredited in, in Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, my bad. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. But here we go. Uh, she's we, so good. Stacey, Stacey LaBelle. LaBelle. Oh, yeah. Lisa finds Stacey LaVelle. Mm-hmm. In the Malibu Stacey Dreamhouse. Excuse me, Miss Lavelle, I'd like to talk to you about Malibu Stacy. Do you have any idea how many kids have tried to track me down? Am I the first? Yes. <laughs> I want you to hear what Malibu Stacy is telling a generation of little girls. Thinking too much gives you wrinkles. <laughs> 
I love that she gave a fuck. Uh, yeah, she gave yeah. a fuck. That she Instantly. cares about the integrity of Malibu Stacy, and yep. she's playing her a bit tipsy here too. Mm-hmm. You can tell an old drunk in. Uh, well, and then when she quits drinking, it's a nice like character moment for it. But I get a real feel of Jane Fonda in her of just well, well, well the, the one, one line, line. Yeah, really yes. is telling because she was forced out of her company in 1974. She's like, oh, Lisa's like, oh, that's terrible. Is well. I was funneling funds to the Viet Cong. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's a reference to uh, Jane Fonda. It could be a reference to Jane I Fonda. I feel like Which, that's a Hanoi Jane reference. Conservatives are too. still mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never forgive her. Yeah. Never. We're, boy, we're here to boycott Frankie and Gracie. Second <laughs> season on Hanoi Netflix. Jane, I'm boycotting uh, Barbarella. Uh, how I, could you? I, I, like, uh, it's too sexy. I Diane, can't. I need your help here because yeah. of my personal biases. Uh-huh. I tend to think of Kathleen Turner yeah. as the sexiest woman in the entire universe. Yeah, and I know the cartoon, right. but I, yeah. I'm, I'm too she young to remember right. her visually as oh. a sex. Po- I saw Romancing the Stone. Okay, Romancing the Stone and... is my number one suggestion for Kathleen Turner mm-hmm. because she's she's funny and she's sexy and she's great in that. I love when they get high the together and they put the. No, but body heat. Body. Oh my Body goodness! Body yeah. heat. Oh, M. Brian De Palma's ode to Alfred Hitchcock. Not so. Brian De Palma. You are thinking of Body Double. Damn it! I'm sorry. Kill me. Kill she's me. Not in, she's not in Turner and Hooch. Is what you're saying? No. <laughs> okay. Kathleen Turner and Hooch. I, I was Ted Turner. I was misled. But if you're Body like heat. me, I, I like she. I don't rewatch a lot of Kathleen Turner movies. It might shock you. Serial Mom rules. Yes. Oh my god, yes. I love Serial oh, Mom. Oh, it's great. Other it's than good. that, I, she kills I don't... that woman for wearing white after Labor but Day. I forget. <laughs> she is a, 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 our like, John Waters. a pivotal character in my literal favorite movie of all time. Here we go. Scam work. No, no, no. I love my husband. You've got me all wrong. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. Yeah, well, you don't know how hard it is being a man looking at a woman looking the way you do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Boom! Oh, Just uncredited voice. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, that and voice. I would kill is, to have that voice. I, I, you gotta smoke more. Sarah. I have oh. yeah. too many more shows whiskey. and articles on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and part of the... It's one of the most successful things Disney ever did. And I think because Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg are involved, they need to be paid every time it's mentioned. Not a lot happens. But you can't stop Jessica Rabbit merchandise. <laughs> no, That Damn. shit has been unstoppable ever since. You can't find Roger anywhere, but Jessica is available and licensable. And, and, and based on, the, I mean, she has a completely unrealistic body, but based on the commentary for that mm-hmm. movie, I believe they make her breasts bounce up and then down instead of down and then up to make her otherworldly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, like, her, her they, boob physics they were, even have, uh, like, timpani drum noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best movie ever. ever. And Kathleen Turner, yeah, very underrated as a voice actress. I also remember that she played... Matthew Perry's transgender mom right, uh, in, right, on right. Friends. Her, that, I remember that. She did. Well, that yes, he did. she did. Yeah, that uh, Chandler's father mm-hmm. became a woman or transition mm-hmm. and was a nightclub singer or a Vegas singer, and and Kathleen Turner played that character. I'm like, sure it was handled yeah. extremely well. And she's not. It, she's not like. Could you yeah. be any more of a woman? <laughs> I know Bob and I had a giant uh, jerk fest over <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's character in a yeah. recent episode, but uh, like. 
is that the sexiest voice in the universe? Yeah, so it yeah. probably yeah. is. Because she's not played up for that in this episode. Yeah. She's just speaking. She, in, uh, she is quite literally is a woman in a pant. Oh, this like is one of my favorite lines. No, ever. you know what we said on Last Temptation of Homer mm-hmm. that Mindy had the best butt in Simpsons mm-hmm. history, but obviously we're wrong. Stupid sexy Flanders has the best true, blood true. in Simpsons history. I or, have to correct myself. Or, or Jiggles from the uh, corporate Malibu Stacy office. <laughs> but uh, this is such good acting. It's so great. My name is Stacy, but you can call me. <laughs> I see exactly what you mean. This is a problem. But what do you expect me to do? Change what she says. It's your company. <sighs> Not since I was forced out in 1974. They said my way of thinking just wasn't cost effective. That's awful. Well, that, and I was funneling profits to the Viet Cong. But you are Malibu, Stacy, and as long as she has your name, you have the responsibility. I'd be mortified if someone ever made a lousy product with the Simpson name on it. <laughs> I may have had things in common with Stacy in the beginning, but 30 years of living her lifestyle taught me some very harsh lessons. Five Huntspittens, Ken, Johnny, Joe, <laughs> Dr. Colossus, <laughs> Steve First appearance. But if you can learn from Malibu Stacy's mistakes, so can everyone. I'm sure we can think of something together. Come on! Not now. I'm too drunk. No, you're not. Huh. Uh, I'll come back tomorrow. I love the animation of her her eyes blinking just slightly oh, out of sync. So yeah. Just sort of half-lidded, like... And God, like, she wasn't even 40 recording this. Yeah. How do you get your voice to sound like that in your 30s? Oh, I just want, oh, I need man. to know. It's, uh, I want to marry her voice. Uh-huh. I want to see her. Hello, I, uh, I had... Bob, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing this. We're a Harvey Firestein. I don't need her at all anymore. <laughs> uh, that I forgot that Dr. Colossus appeared before yeah. Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. Because everybody else is a real, like, at least a, a reference to a real world very yeah. specific. Well, Steve Austin is literally Steve it's Austin. Literally Steve Austin. Man, the, the, $6 million yeah. man. And Joe is G.I. Joe. But Johnny sure, is some sort of cowboy and Ken's Ken. Ken. I'm sure there were a lot of Steve Austin dolls, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. 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 He had an eye. You could. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, his, his eye comes out because he has a telescope eye in the show. That's one of his things. And you can look through the back of his head through it's his a, telescope eye. good reference, and I forget I love... All I can think of is Plastic, toy, Plastic Galaxy is a toy documentary. Mm-hmm. But like that... The show Six Million Dollar Man lived on a lot longer than it would have had its merchandise not been wildly successful. Mm, interesting. Um, it, that and like Evil Knievel's career. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but have any of you ever had a hamburger that could take a bite out of you? <laughs> this I need is so to know. good. I love this. We need some more secret sauce. Put this mayonnaise in the sun. All right, that's my runner-up hey, for best line. Now that old man Peterson's off our backs, let's have some fun. Everything is done with. That could take a bite out of you. <laughs> Look at this sandwich. God damn, hamburger took a bite out of me. Never, never <laughs> want to like tell the story again that I worked at McDonald's my, with my best friend and was like I was licking slices of cheese <laughs> to ninja star at him so they would stick to his face. <laughs> and he was making burgers and he just started taking them off his face and putting them in the burger. I never, I never actively spit in anybody's food, but like nobody liked or respected that <laughs> McDonald's. And the mayonnaise out in the sun thing was beautiful because the second I walk in there, it's like, here's our Big Mac sauce, and it's just, it's just sour mayonnaise. It's, it's salad dressing in, in a fucking caulking gun. Gross. They don't yeah. want you taking it home, or you, you can't 
get it's a proprietary caulking gun <laughs> that you, you need a key to unlock it. sauce on burgers with you, so you can't use it speaking of good animation i mean this this teen so joylessly good. wrapping burgers yeah. uh is really good animation too good for what this this scene needs but i like just it just looking off into space yeah. and putting away i can but how does a the sandwich can literally take a bite out of you. I do love he, that Hank Azaria just guy off screen. It's like, took a bite out of me. Took a bite out of me. He couldn't actually. But, took a bite out of you. I'm gonna, just one moment to plug. I, I've, over the weekend, I watched uh, the first two episodes of Hank Azaria's Brockmire. Oh, which is which is a character he he's playing a baseball announcer. He right? is, but it's like it's like oh, he created that character like 20, 30 years ago and has done it a billion times. Oh, on the really? Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. okay, so like it's it. You'll you'll watch it if you're a giant Simpsons fan. You can't not watch it and think of the Simpsons. It's really strange. But a, <laughs> an announcer who goes too far and is busted down to the minors. Hmm. The worst point of his life. Yeah, Brockmire. So uh, now we have uh, Lisa has designed the new Malibu Stacy with uh, all the feminists she loves. <laughs> She's fighting fire with fire with new feminism. And do, do, do we have a list of those? I, I have a list. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. The time for a new Malibu Stacy. You and I are gonna make our own talking doll. She'll have the wisdom of Gertrude Stein and the wit of Kathy Geiswhite, the tenacity of Nina Totenberg, and the common sense of Elizabeth Cady Stanton. And to top it off, the down-to-earth good looks of Eleanor Roosevelt. That's the only joke I got. Which uh, is not true. She looks nothing like uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Well, Lisa Lionheart doesn't look like yeah. that. It is, it is one of history's yeah. meanest things. That, like, it really is. We only bring up Eleanor Roosevelt to, to, as a reference to she ugly. Did, she's yeah. uh, not non-attractive. She did a lot of things... But, but other those first ladies aren't fucking She's attractive. A brilliant woman, but mm. it's, like, it's like Michelle Obama and who the fuck else? Jack, <laughs> Jackie yeah. Onassis. Yeah. Also, the wit uh, of Kathy Guy. Melania Geist, Trump. Melania, oh, yeah. she's beautiful. Melania is beautiful. She's the best. Well, actually, I'm in Ivanka Trump. That she's the, uh, yeah. she's, she's, a she's a secret first, first lady. lady. Yeah. But uh, but I, I I know one of them, and I okay. swear to God, I'm not just just. That's an NPR person, but I don't know from Nina what. Totenberg. Yes, Nina Totenberg. Yep, that's right. uh, yeah. She's a reporter, and she cracked the Clarence Thomas harassment uh, oh, really? case. Yeah, that, she was responsible for that. that. She first reported on it. I but, just know her as an NPR name. Was she started but... with Gertrude Stein. Yeah, the wisdom mm-hmm. of Gertrude Stein. So Gertrude mm-hmm. Stein uh, is a writer mm-hmm. and uh, important art collector. Mm-hmm. The wit of Kathy Geiswhite. This know. is one I got a caller on. No, well, no, no, the we, lady who you writes. Know who Kathy Geiswhite is? Right. One hint. Ack. Ack. Swimsuits. Ack. Irving. Chocolate. Ack. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be too dumb a story. To edit. <laughs> you got to edit it out, but it was something that happened to me. My girlfriend's like, look at this picture and what people are saying about me. And I'm like, why are you drawing Kathy? <laughs> and, and, and she's like, Look at it again. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I didn't know you could draw Kathy. And like, <laughs> like, well, why are you drawing Kathy? And then she's like, that's not me. That's the that's the person who made Kathy. I'm like, oh my god, you guys look exactly the same. You guys, you guys. Well, there, there's and, there's always sweat flying out of her, which is very distracting. I, I, there's nothing more insulting you can say to your lady than like, you look like that look. <laughs> you look like that woman who could never get married from the comic so, page. So you think uh, Kathy? She did get married. Uh, I'll, show, dude, I'll, I'll show you the picture. It'll blow your fucking mind. Uh, but Dana, you don't <laughs> no. think Kathy Geiswhite is witty? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of funnier women out there, mm. man. 
list them all. List every funny women. I say they're not funny. Yes. The for better or worse lady could be better. There's only one thing funny about Kathy, and that's Irving. He's uh-huh. hilarious. The only funny part. Of the- <laughs> Why didn't Kathy and John Arbuckle hook up? I feel like they had a oh, lot. Yeah. Too unfuckable, yeah. pathetic. <laughs> well, their dogs wouldn't like each other. That's true. Oh, good I point. had a dog. I wish I could hug you for understanding that reference. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Elizabeth Katie Stan. Elizabeth that's a Katie deeper, Stan. deeper that's, cut. That's a much deeper cut. That, yeah. uh, she was a very early feminist and suffragette. I and think, abolitionist. Yeah, and abolitionist pre-Civil War. Mm-hmm. So like 1840, she's like, why can't we fucking vote? Yeah. Women should vote. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Let's just... Not, and everyone is like, you girl, you crazy. Well, if she ever <laughs> protested, I think there's no difference between her and white nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There just really isn't. She should, They're all she should look. There's, there's just a middle there, and that's the correct thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're annoying people so much. But I then, love it. I mean, Susan B. Anthony is your go-to mm-hmm. one yep. for, for suffragettes, if you're going to talk mm-hmm. about yeah. them. But, Elizabeth Cady Stanton was before. Mm-hmm. Even earlier. I got, an now, old school. So, Kate Geist... Kathy Geist, Kathy Geist, Nina Totenberg. Kathy Geist, but she's not a ghost, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> a German ghost. Um, we, wait, wait, Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw her dress at the Smithsonian recently. Joe comes in to take her to the mobile command unit. I love he he has a neckline of being plastic. Yeah. Like, that's like what that's like a a highlighted in my notes that he's drawn. He's the only Simpsons action figure like character drawn like a toy. It's so cool. <laughs> I'll bomb your house into the ground, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> well. That, well, he grabs her with his kung fu grip. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel like that's one of those things that needs explaining now. It's been such a go-to oh, yes, joke yeah. for, for toys. Yeah. But the G.I. Joe with the kung fu grip, he had these sort of rubbery hands. So he could, like, put a little gun in his hand. Yeah. And he pulled it. It was it was the toy telling you, this toy can do one thing. <laughs> which it could not before. It was, just a, it was just a guy who stood there. <laughs> and, and then that leads to a, another very meta moment of them talking about how their hair is not normal I, at all. It's too good not to play because, man, yeah. it's the only acknowledgement that the Simpsons don't look like humans. They don't look like anyone else on the show. Yeah. Like, they, like three of them have hair that's part of their flesh. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was Matt Groening's, uh, it's what he wants. He's yeah. like, nobody should look like them. They should all be specific in their it's world. It's a good idea idea just the only person with flesh colored hair in my life was my grandmother and she went to great effort to hide that from everybody Uh, make sure you get my mom's hair just right um i think we'll use someone different for the hair how about me um there's something not quite how about me uh how about me you all have hideous hair (gasps) i mean from a design point of view oh Oh, well put it that way that reminds me of i only consider you scump compared to crusty oh okay i thought i I heard an interview with a toy manufacturer like that's what makes simpsons characters really hard to make action figures Mm. out of because there's a there's a dick load of dimensions to all of their hairs that are are not in the cartoon they're impossible to render in three dimensions (laughs) accurately just because of the way they're constructed i mean lisa looks like a sea urchin yeah yeah. Well, I remember when I had the like my first Bart toy. Mm-hmm. I was used to Bart. I had counted his his notches on his head. It is nine. You get nine yeah. notches on Bart's head. But to make it a toy, it's just like well, he kind of has to have a butt. Yeah. Like, he has to have a porcupine or like a pine. It'll look like a Burger King it. crown if you don't fill it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's it, you just never think about them three dimensionally. And same with Lisa that she has to be a a pineapple basically yeah. or <laughs> Plenty a star too. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, hey, I Mo, didn't realize I was making that reference. We'll see you in a year and a half for that so, one. Uh, and then no, it's, like, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, well, I think, and then I love this point where it's like the episode points out this has been an episode all about Lisa and Grandpa. 
Yeah. yeah. Where's Bart? Where's Homer? Well, Bart. That was so awesome. Bart freaks out about not getting any attention. Being just ignored. I think I got it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. All right. Now all we need is a name. How about Blabbermouth, the jerky doll for jerks? How about Minerva, after the Roman goddess of wisdom? Mm, uh, not enough commercial appeal. Wendy Windbag? Ugly Doris? <laughs> Hortense, the mule face doll. I think we should name her after Lisa. We'll call her Lisa Lionheart. No, Loudmouth Lisa. Stupid Lisa Garbage Face. <laughs> I can't stand this any longer. Somebody please pay attention to me. Hello? Pay attention to me. Look at me. I'm Bart. I'm Bart. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> the most accurate depiction God. of me is an 80 child. A, Jesus it's very Christ. accurate, annoying child uh, observation. <sighs> but B, I really think this is a showrunner David Merkin being the anti-sitcom again, where it's like, mm-hmm. whenever there's a one-liner, a show will usually shut down. Everyone will react to it, or the audience yeah. will laugh. Here, it's like people Stand. realistically having a conversation while someone is annoyingly making Just jokes in the background, it. and they're ignoring him. He does this yeah. all the time. Yeah. He cannot make him part of this conversation. The way Marge and Homer are just like looking at Lisa with just pride and like can you not hear Bart like yeah. you're just you are ignoring him yeah. being Stewie Griffin though uh, once you're a parent you can tune, tune kids <laughs> right out though they make up the name after they manufacture the boxes I think somebody should have been fired for that mm. point we all know you don't come up with an idea unless you have a trilogy exactly <laughs> but right before that was my second favorite line of the show was- Krusty's VO which as somebody who professionally talks into microphones mm-hmm. I think of it all the time. I think I make do. this joke a lot at work when recording things. And the exactly. Oh Boy Bobby video is... Hey, it's talking Bob. Is, is take, it just uses this video. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, it's the compilation of every Oh, oh Boy Bobby. Bobby. I, think, I don't know. That's a weird testament to a Simpsons episode where like there's all these things pulled onto the internet and memefied that don't really have anything to do with Malibu Stacy or Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner or Lisa from this episode. That's how good this episode is. It's mm-hmm. it's meat is delicious. Yeah. Uh, it's parsley is fantastic. Crusty <laughs> uh, doing VO. Lisa's recording the voice for Lisa in on Lisa's uh, voiceover yes. for Lisa Lionheart. Uh, look, little girl, we got other talking dollies to record today. All right, you playdexters, <laughs> let's get this right. One. Hey, hey, kids, I'm talking crusty. Two. Hey, hey, here comes Sideshow Mel. Again, here comes Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel. Three. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. Learn from a professional, kid. <laughs> uh, I really like Krusty's second sideshow mail. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know, yes. I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Sideshow mail. Sideshow yeah. mail. Sideshow mail. Sideshow mail. I, I have done that. I have done that many times. <laughs> I, and pause. And I'm resetting. Nothing I hate more than. If you think my VO is terrible on the videos I do. Know that I've had to redo it, and that's as good as I can do. And I do have to do exactly that. November 18th. November 18th. I usually yeah. lapse into profanity whenever I mess something up. And it's like, ah, mm. oh, sucks sticks. I uh. do that every time we, we film videos at work. I'm like, if I have to do the intro, I will do it the first three times. I'm like, hey, everybody, welcome to the thing that's, uh, it sucked. Okay, let me start yeah. over. Hey, everybody, welcome to this. And yeah, and, and yeah, the slideshow mail, slideshow mail, slideshow mail, yes. I oh God, I just love it so much. And then yep. the Krusty is so full of himself that he thinks he did it perfect and then is left <laughs> before they have even said bing, bada boom, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> I'm a professional kid. Turns out, nope, there wasn't any tape. They were still working on it. <laughs> recorded. But, he uh, ran away anyway. Ken Brockman took a liking to this oh, doll based God. on his his little seen daughter, perhaps with uh, Stephanie the Weather Lady. So they I'm, had I'm guessing they put... So they did put the toy in stores, but yeah. nobody was buying it because they weren't advertising it. But somehow, Kent Brockman's daughter bought it at the store, and so now she has talked Kent into doing... Talk about the dolly. The dolly. Well, you were she, right about the Berlin Wall. She was Wall. right about the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Though it was unusual to spend 28 minutes reporting on a doll, 
This reporter found it impossible to stop talking. Huh. It's just really fascinating news, folks. Good night. Oh, and the president was arrested for murder. More on that tomorrow night. <laughs> or you can turn to another channel. Mm. Oh, do not turn to another channel. <laughs> so, uh, another thing that doesn't seem outlandish anymore. No. Well, yeah, I feel like that's that's another great... That, that's a line that I use every now and then. It's do just like... Turn. Go to another no, website. <laughs> no, no. And the president's been arrested for murder. Yeah. It's like, I'm just... Like, so, let's see. What did I do today? Uh, I went to the market, but they, did, they were out of granola bars. And then uh, I talked to my mom, and the president was arrested for murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the reveal of what happens when the Malibu Stacy Corporation tries to compete, I feel like this is sort of tied with nuts and gum in my head as yeah. the, the mm-hmm. thing that stupid people will fall for every time. Like, every, every shitty new video game thing I think of in these terms where people get excited for no reason i just yeah i think of a new hat every time often with any kind of marketing thing yeah i mean new hat and nuts and gum are together like just part of awful (laughs) capitalism the 2017 version is remastered yes (laughs) or it's every sonic game that comes out and just like no this is still sonic like but he's got a new hat he's got a new friend (laughs) he's got a new friend my, my play mostly as him. Oh, oh <laughs> correction time though. Ken Brockman says he's writing everything on the 40th anniversary of Beetle, Beetle Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. Beetle Bailey first appeared in September oh. 1950. So oh. in 19 in early 1994 he would have been 50, 43. 43. Yeah. Yeah. Walker. 14. So boom. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Wait, oh, no. I hate that man. Oh, well, you don't want him to rest in peace. I thought you were saying he wasn't dead. But rest I, in anxiety. But let's see that uh, that new hat line. I love it. That, that Smithers hat. is even pulled into Give me, it. Give me. I want it. I want it. And, <laughs> and then also that this is the best thing all those executives could come up with. Yeah, like, we yeah. got to beat this thing. How do yeah. we do Can it? Can we get well, Chinese I, food? Yeah. I like the point that the, 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 the male executives... Or, I mean, all the Malibu Stacy executives, they're all men. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. At first, we just blew past a really quick time filler scene where it's like they hire a goon from Washington, D.C. who just was the president. Who just drives by and just throws a brick at the house. What was then, that? I don't know. And then just drives away like, that got him. Then yeah. even at the window, just sort of, eh, whatever. But yeah, all these... Sh- big dumb male executives trying to decide what, what little girls want. And they're so freaking uncreative, but... Yep, people are stupid. Mm. So, she's got a new hat. They changed Malibu Stacy. <gasps> she is better than ever. Wait, don't be fooled. She's just a regular Malibu Stacy with a stupid cheap hat. She still embodies all the awful stereotypes she did before. But she's got a new hat. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's got a new hat. It's, it's this great saying. Uh... I also love the kind of meta commentary of keep running, we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that long to run there, but just that they're killing time by saying, Keep running, we're almost there. Yep. And oh. then also in grandpa's story resolved pretty much the way it started, just sort of like, eh, whatever. He just remembers whatever. that he loves complaining more yep. than working. Yeah, it was God st- let people grow old so they can find fault in everything he's made. Literally, That's a good line. Yeah. Literally yeah. the story of me being a community manager. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I should be making the complaints. Uh, and then it is kind of a bummer ending of just like Lisa says, you can't beat big business. Yeah. yeah. It's just, boof, bummer. Yes, you can't beat big business. There's just no room for the little guy. Trust in yourself and you can achieve anything. You know, if we get through to just that one little girl, it'll all be worth it. Yes, 
particularly if that little girl happens to pay four to six thousand dollars for that doll. What? <laughs> oh, nothing. Kudos to you, Lisa. Kudos. That's a great line reading, but it feels like that's a very small investment for an, enti- an entire line of dolls. I think that that amount I mean, funded funded a year of podcasts for me. <laughs> we weren't making dolls. Well, okay, so like and shipping them to stores. Three yeah. dollars. Forty six thousand each to That's, recoup it? Oh, it maybe. Me, it made me do stupid math as in like, did you see an average of how many people no, were I, buying dolls? I saw that as oh, they made $10,000 and shipped oh, them to a certain number yeah. of stores I see. and it cost them $46,000 to make all of them. Mm-hmm. And if they sold only one, mm-hmm. then that one doll <laughs> cost $46,000. Yeah. <sighs> That's how I saw it as of just all the dolls they make cost $46,000 to make. If you're a reclusive billionaire and a little girl comes to your house asking for advice, give her $46,000. Whatever she wants. Be as cool as yeah. Bill Murray was in Rushmore. Just like, you know, here's 10,000 bucks. Just, here, just do it. build this do thing. It. And Homer cannot resist playing on the big keyboard again. I love he doesn't well, remember <laughs> the little he prepared her name. It, apparently. <laughs> he doesn't remember Stacy's name. Yeah. <gasps> Marge, Lisa, lady, <laughs> if you'll excuse lady. me, I've got something very important to attend to. That. Breaks it again. Another reference to Big, starring Tom Hanks, and to uh, more importantly, Robert Lozier. Robert uh, Lozier, who in in a cybernetic mask has just requested my friendship on Facebook. Right? (laughs) I'm sure that's really him from Beyond the Grave. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I do like Homer. Does not get that he's causing damage, and people don't want this. You know, he's just like, yeah, it's like I'm just like in that movie. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean, that was a great episode. Uh, what what are we at? I think this could be our longest one yet. I'm I don't know. sure Let's... it is. We went into every single. Yeah, tiny you learned about the history detail. of Barbie. No, yeah. I don't think it is. The <laughs> Barbie Liberation <laughs> Organization. This uh, has to be our longest. Springfield one. was 136 minutes, or oh. sorry, an hour and 36 minutes. We've Over. beaten it with that. We've beaten it. So, Maybe yeah. we'll see. Any final thoughts on this? I mean, I think we said a lot. I mean, <laughs> so so good, so great. Uh, Abe's story is great. Lisa's story is great. I think they're equally served. There's not one big. I mean, you could say that the grandpas could maybe been written a little more, but I I didn't feel it was underserved. And that every every joke was great. That it holds up really well to time too. Unfortunately, yeah. um, sexism is still a thing. Uh-huh. And it, but it's but, most dated yes. jokes about improv Malibu Stacy. Yeah. Are jokes about dated dolls, yeah. so like and they yeah. would be dated today too. As a, so. as a result, yeah. they are timeless and it rules. I would buy a live at the Improv Stacy. <laughs> uh-huh. Comes with a brick wall, especially for eighty nine cents. I'd buy that. Yeah. I'd buy that it. for eighty nine cents. I I really like this. The only thing I would cut, I believe, was cut in the syndicated versions. The latter two boardroom sequences. Mm. Hmm. They're not killer jokes. You don't need and, those boardrooms nope. to know they'd make the new hat. Yeah, I mean the joke of the guy throwing the brick at the house and Homer not realizing. It is, is okay, but it could be cut. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I'm almost positive they were cut for syndication. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they don't affect anything. So, yeah, like I said, this is my all-time favorite ever. Nice. Because it's so jammed-packed with story, quotable stuff, cynicism, <laughs> angry feminism that ends up not getting you anywhere and costing you money and mm-hmm. making you just not trust big business. Don't trust big business, children. They're just trying to sell you a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, that is the message. Also, old people should not work. Uh, and Diana Small is businesses. my all-time favorite ever. And I hope to continue Aww. doing 302010 with you. But you. No sure more girls on Talking Simpsons. Uh-huh. No, more Diana's, more gooder. <laughs> Small-time businesses need your money more True. so, people. Patreon.com yeah. slash Laser Time. We need your help now more than ever. 
We're understaffed. Love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And as 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 a thank you, the people who made it happen. Talking Simpsons season one and three season wrap ups are exclusive to patreon.com slash laser time. But Bob hasn't started the official outro yet. No, but thank you for listening. This has been Talking Simpsons, and I have been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. Mm-hmm. And my other writing gig is something awful every other Thursday for the past twelve years. I've written a comedy Man. article and I won't stop until I die. Give you a, Regardless of how unfunny I'm you become. a JPEG of a gold watch. <laughs> I get a JPEG. <laughs> of like McDonald's bucks but it's all worth it and my other podcast is Retronauts yeah. go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast device or iTunes or whatever you will find our podcast we've been doing it independently for almost four years now and there's like five years of episodes before that if you can find them mm-hmm. but every week every Monday we have a new episode with a new topic so if you want to listen to the show find a topic that you like to hear mm-hmm. and you will like the show and uh, we've all been on it uh, Chris and Henry rather I have been on Zelda quite a quiz. few I'm yeah Zelda a, quiz uh, I mean you could have me on it but it'll mostly be going like <laughs> what is this? what's that guy's name <laughs> hey, he looks stupid did you like the his Carmen... name should be stupid head did you like the stupid Carmen head. San Diego PBS game show I did hey yeah, there we go well we don't have an episode about that <laughs> we, we do have an episode of, about Bart versus the Space Mutants a really good uh, one to yeah. get into I keep I keep pimping it but I think if you're a fan of Talking Simpsons and you hear that one you will know what Retronauts is about it's, it's we're at, we go into as excruciating of detail as we do with the Simpsons only with video games mm-hmm. and we try to have fun too so nice. find Retronauts wherever you listen to podcasts yeah and I, just to plug later time um, the two episodes I would like you to listen to if you love this episode as much as we do who is the oldest character in the toy aisle the answer might surprise you because it was based on a very specific toy aisle on a very specific day um and also in conjunction with that we did a quiz where i just rattled off a name and asked henry grim i know i think michael actually your husband and uh and and you henry yeah if this is ninja turtle he-man or transformer the lesser known <laughs> uh, yes. uh characters yeah i remember that i think he's good time it's a good one and i'm h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g on twitter you can mm-hmm. follow me there and first already said it but yeah patreon.com slash laser time has a ton of exclusive things but especially talking simpsons related and it helps pay the bills and keep this podcast studio going and this weekly show going you can talk to me online about classic movies mostly at Listen a nerd, L E C I N E N E R D. I've been asked to spell it out more because it's hard. It sounds like Roger. And I'm also on the Laser Time Show 30 2010, where we look Ooh. back on this week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. So if you want to hear me complain about being old and being a woman, that's the place to hear it, baby. Yes, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week when Homer goes into deep space. Oh, we'll see you then. Right. As long as it's never stupid. Wow, infotainment.